The Spirit of God informs our confession of Christ. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. It's another Monday, and today in the United States, we are celebrating Memorial Day. Memorial Day is the day when our nation pauses to remember those military men and women who gave the ultimate sacrifice in service of their country. Uh, Their brave acts uh, led to their death in service of our country, and so we remember them today, and um, we remember their uh, willingness to pay the price uh, to carry out their duties and to defend our nation. And so for many families, uh, there will be uh, backyard uh, barbecues where names are mentioned of people who are no longer with us because of their brave acts on the battlefield. And uh, we give them thanks for their service and those families uh, for their um, sacrifice of their loved ones. And um, it is a somber day, but it is a day we celebrate uh, bravery and um, self-sacrifice. And those are um, qualities that are always uh, good qualities to lift up. And so uh, we're also moving on today in our study in 1 Corinthians. Today we're in chapter 12, and we're going to be looking at verses 1 through 3 as we get started. And this is where Paul begins to talk about spiritual gifts and how those gifts are um, Uh, dispensed into the lives of believers and how those gifts are used in the believing community and in ministry to others outside uh, the family of faith. And so uh, we will begin this discussion, Uh, but before we do, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We give you thanks uh, for your sacrifice. You gave your Son, Jesus, and He paid the ultimate price for our sin so that we might experience your redemption and your forgiveness and your salvation. And we give you thanks, O God, that you make those things available to us uh, through your son's sacrifice. We're also grateful today in this country, Lord God, for the men and women who have sacrificed their lives in defense of our nation and uh, whose brave and heroic acts uh, allow us to continue to live as a free people. And we're so grateful Uh, for those many men and women uh, who died in service of our country. We remember them and their families and loved ones today, and we pray your blessing on them that you would continue to breathe your healing love uh, into their hearts uh, as they reflect on their grief and loss. Father, we pray that you would tune our ears to the sound of your voice as we read and study your word today. And as always, Lord, we know you'll be faithful uh, to meet us in your word and to teach us through it. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Paul uh, speaking in 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 3. Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. For you know that when you were pagans, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. So Paul begins by addressing their former lives as pagans, as those who were not a part of the family of faith, as those who were not submitted and surrendered to God. 
uh, pagan people, uh, pursuing idol gods, um, performing whatever rites and rituals uh, their devotion to those gods included. And so Paul begins by saying, as I begin to talk to you about the gifts and manifestations of the Holy Spirit of God, I do not want you to be uninformed. He wants them to be very clear that this is nothing at all like the idol gods they had surrendered their hearts to, um, the false gods that they had uh, devotion to. And he also doesn't want them to be confused by the idea of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He doesn't want them to think that this is a polytheistic religion, but this is one God and three persons. And so he says, um, therefore I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God would say, Jesus be cursed. That's not the Spirit of God that would lead a person to say that. That's the Spirit of the enemy. That's the Spirit of the evil one. Uh, That's a blasphemous Spirit. Jesus be cursed. Uh, That's not the words that someone who has the Spirit of the living God alive in their hearts would say. And so if a person can say those words, the Spirit of God is not in that person. Paul's very clear here. And then he says, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. Now, Jesus is Lord is probably one of the earliest New Testament creeds. It was a powerful statement in the face of uh, the Roman government and the emperor's notion that he was a God, that he was Lord. And this was uh, politically subversive, as well as being a declaration of one's devotion to Christ. And so uh, twofold, it was, a, um, it was a statement in opposition of Rome, and it was a statement in affirmation and confirmation of what a person believed about Jesus Christ. If Jesus Christ is Lord, he's Messiah. He's the anointed one of God. He's the long-awaited, uh, expected redeemer that the whole Old Testament pointed to. And it was a powerful spiritual statement as well about the identity of Jesus as the Messiah of God, the Redeemer of all humanity. And Paul says the only way that a person can say Jesus is Lord is if the Holy Spirit of God is alive in their hearts. And so it is the Holy Spirit's influence in us as he's dwelling in our hearts that informs us to understand and to see Jesus Christ for who he really is. It's God's spirit that influences us toward faith. It's God's spirit that um, emboldens our faith. It's God's spirit that empowers our faith. And so what we can assume as Paul goes on in this chapter is that he is going to be talking about uh, all of the many ways that the spirit empowers us, all of the many ways that the Holy Spirit of God gifts the people of God for the ministry of God in the world. And so he's setting the stage here in verses 1 through 3. And I'm kind of excited to see where else Paul takes this conversation. I want you to know, my friends, and I want this to come as a, as a form of uh, spiritual assurance for you. If you have made the declaration that Jesus is Lord, then the Holy Spirit of God influenced you to make that statement. And if you believe that with all your heart, and you're passionately committed to living as a disciple of Jesus, then the Holy Spirit of God lives in you and dwells among you and is empowering your confession of faith in Christ. And so be assured, my friends, you are a Christian if you can make that statement and mean it. Jesus is Lord. (laughs) To the glory of God the Father. 
All right, my friends. Well, it's a powerful, powerful teaching as we get started this Monday. I look forward to seeing this passage unfold as we continue to study 1 Corinthians chapter 12 this week. Hey, thanks so much for stopping by to study. God bless you as you continue to consider these words.